0: Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals, where we gather together. Today we're gathering on the couch. Um, Sunny is here by my side. It is torrentially raining outside, so I'm just, you know, setting the setting (laughs) for you. And um, I'm going to be going through your crafty questions today from YouTube. The first one is a very logical one it's about the uh, regarding the got fabric scraps video uh ways to make textured pockets uh why didn't janet pogue asks why didn't you after putting the glue on the card just slap the card on the weaving of the fabric she's she's um we uh weaved some fabric together uh badly but it worked um you know why janet i have a very technical answer to this it is um because I didn't think of it. <laughs> and um, so if I would have thought of it, maybe I would have done that. And you know how these revelations sometimes come after the fact? Well, this would be one of them. That's probably the better way to do it. So I tried to weave something, fabric pieces, and then I, tr- I glued a game card, like a little like two by three game card from Trivial Pursuit. Tried to slide it underneath the weave as opposed to, I should have just picked the weave up and just slapped it down on the card with the glue, but no, I went the hard way. Um, Learn from me, (laughs) okay. Um, Kelly Cruises Crafts and Quilts. Uh, You have a good life, Kelly. Um, Do I have fabric scraps, she said. Cue maniacal (laughs) laughter, (laughs) that's funny. I like you, Kelly, I like your attitude. Um, Jaded Grandma asks, Ack. What is that noise? Just spent 10 minutes searching the house outdoors to find out it's here on this video. Yeah, apparently something went went wrong, went awry with the audio on my Got Fabric Scraps video. I have no idea honestly what happened. Maybe, I don't know. I'll have to double check and find out. Um, um, It's a wireless mic. Did I do something different to it? I may have hit a button, maybe. I could have, that's possible not sure we'll have to double check with the next video i don't think there's any way i can salvage the video that's lost on the old one but um we move forward and carry on the best we can in this world um i just kind of try and stick by that thing it's like you can pass over the cr- cr- spilled milk all you want but you know you might as well just go get yourself another glass so we carry on um uh, another mention about the uh okay so handy sister crafts um mentioned the audio again so I'm probably going to see a few of those but she did have a question what about if you tape one side of the ribbons and weave through the other way could this work with paper strips oh my god can't wait to try this out thanks Pam yeah I mean that's the way things happen we um, propel each other with our ideas one person comes along and fumbles around with something and uh, you know, the rest of us are looking at them going, wow, I, well, maybe if they would have done this instead, that would have worked. And off there, we go off into our little corner and do that. And maybe we'll get lucky and have recorded it. And and then somebody else will come along and go, yeah, that's great. But what about doing this? And next thing you know, we're pole vaulting along with each other, uh, learning th- new things. And it's really fun. Um, a big, oh, a big gale. No, Abigail Phoenix, the paper, Ade, Ade, adie. Ad- ad- said, excellent idea for a solution to the wiggly strips. Masking tape or washi tape should be sufficient as long as you don't yank or tug on the strips too hard. LOL, I used to love weaving paper strips together and tape was definitely my friend for it. Back then, I used a roll of masking tape. Washi wasn't available and I had never heard of it. This was, oh dear, I feel old, 30 years ago. Oh, you're funny. I like you. I like you too, Abigail. Great, great idea with the washi tape slash masking tape, low tack tape would really be handy here to weave the fabric strips and also paper strips I would imagine. Yeah, great idea. Sue Brophy says, hi Pam, have you ever done slow stitching in your journals? I am now putting more fabric pieces in mine, but now trying my hand sewing skills in a junk journal. You know that I I have done sewing in junk journals and I've done it on a video somewhere. Uh, I think I sewed a letter or a word or something onto a page. It wasn't that intricate, I promise you. It was something that was very simple. But I think it would be a lot of fun to slow stitch, I like where you're taking us with this, maybe slow stitch some uh, fabric scraps together and maybe make almost like, um, I want to say a Frankenstein cover out of a bunch of pieces, slow stitched together, that would be so cool. Wouldn't that be so cool? That would be so cool. Um, now I want to go do it right now. Oh No, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I can't go anywhere. I'm, I'm doing my podcast. Stay right here. Don't get too excited. But it's fun to get excited about stuff where you want to just skip off and do it right now. I mean, that's what it's all about. We're trying to generate that type of energy in ourselves by... Uh, hearing each other's questions, seeing each other's possible solutions, um, you know, snuggling up to the ideas we like, and we just, like, embrace them and, and go off and follow them down their little rabbit holes. Why not? Right? Life is grand. Let's go in this direction. Um, let's see what else. Um, Tail a year-y. Says, I love watching your videos. I must confess that I am in the process of cleaning an art room and organizing, so I can begin my first junk junk journal. Oh my gosh! If you if you wait till you're done cleaning, this may never happen. I promise you. Um, do you ever get stuck or uninspired? Yes, I get stuck and uninspired all the time, and I I, uh, I I do different things to try and get myself out of that. We'll go go through that in a second. Let's see. I also thank you for keeping me company. Hugs, Sunny for me, of course. There you go, Sunny. There's a little snuggle hug. Um, Yes, I'm, I'm human just like the rest of you. Um, I get stuck. I get stumped. I get, um, I like walking around and my brain feels empty and I have no ideas. And um, what, you know, it's funny that you bring up um, your cleaning because some of my, the easiest place for me to get inspired is to go clean out a drawer in my craft room because I'll start rooting through my stuff and I'll start to realize I've totally forgotten about what's in there and I'll start to get ideas of what I can do with that stuff because I haven't done anything with it for a long time. So that's a fun way. Well, it's not that fun, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a two-headed, um, two benefits you get. You get a drawer cleaned and you get inspired. So it's like vitamins, it's good for you. Just take them, okay? All right, I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to take vitamins if you don't want to. Um, Okay. Debbie Murphy says, Hi, Pam. How are you? I love to watch, but no questions here. Thanks for posting, dear. Okay. (laughs) Um, That's cute. Dee Dee Pyle says, Pam, can you use some of your other inks that are in your drawers? Um, Yes, yes, I can. I just have to remember they're there. And I've got a lot of them. I think, I think I briefly went over this question the other day. Um, it is a great idea to use the stuff you don't normally use. Number one, you get the satisfaction of using it up. And number two, you might be inspired to do something completely different because you've got new toys in your hand. Now I want to run off and play with my ink pads. Isn't that funny? I just want to go in the drawer of darkness where the ink pads are hiding from apparent sunlight because maybe they're little vampire ink pads that will disappear. I don't know what's gonna to happen to them. They don't see the light of day very often, can we say that? And um, I just wanna go in there and play with them now. Okay, I know I'm doing a podcast. You stay right here and don't move, Missy. Um, Terry Rowe says, do you have a new craft mat? Um, maybe you were watching some of my older videos because I had some pretty horrendous craft mats back then. You see, um, no, but this one's not particularly new. It's probably a year old. And um, my old craft mats used to get so, there's no other way to describe them. They were nasty looking because I would get so much Fabrifix glue stuck onto the mat because I would mass make a lot of journals at the same time. Like I would do all the covers at once. So I was doing a lot of wrapping around the covers. And I was using this quote unquote technique that I thought was great, but it, ended up getting glue all over my mat because of the way I used the book cover to, um, and the, the substance I was using to cover the book. I would use the mat as a way to fold it over. It's kind of hard to describe, but the glue would go everywhere and it would dry and then I would have a very bumpy mat and then I would come along with inks and that would get embedded into the glue and it just looked like a hot mess, okay? And it was not that functional after a while because you were trying to maybe rubber stamp on what you thought was a flat surface and that baby ain't no flat surface anymore. It's a little, you know, roly-poly. And I tried to clean it and I tried to scrape it off, that didn't work, I tried to solvent it off, that didn't work, and I tried to like dig it off, you know, whatever, nothing worked, so. I've gone through a few craft mats. I try to be a little bit better about it, but I did have a little heyday the other day with some glitter and my craft mat. And let's just say, you you know when you've played with the glitter because the glitter is always and forever still with you. Yes. And um, let's see, <clears throat> got that one. How do you get paint off your stencils? Okay, this is what you do. You paint okay, like, through your stencil with your sponge or whatever it is, like you dab, 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 and then you run like heck to the kitchen and you wash off the paint off your stencil. That's the only way to do it. You like haul butt, you jump up and go, you mow anybody over who's in the way because once that stuff dries, it's a different world. You're just gonna be there peeling and scraping and scrubbing and it's gonna be till the cows come home kind of scenario. So, and it also will create a level, of, um, a buildup level on your stencils. So if you're using acrylics, um, Yeah, now like water-soluble paints, like I think latex paint might be water-soluble. I'm not sure, don't quote me on that. But it sounds like rubber, so maybe not. But um, flat paint is usually water-soluble. But you know, don't trust it either. But acrylic paint definitely will harden and dry and be harder to get off. Um, I'm just trying to think of the water-soluble paints. Flat paint? Like El Cheapo, probably El Cheapo flat paint. I don't know, don't quote me on any of this. Just run and wash it off. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, and Just Me Valerie says, why yes, I do have ugly scrapbook paper. Yes, yes, we all do, don't we? Isn't it the truth? It's, it, 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 bre- it breeds like rabbits in there when you're not looking. Am I telling you? I'm telling you. Um, Uh, Marlene Gura says how do you dry all of those beautiful papers okay she's referring to the want to rag dye paper this is so cool easy fun way to make pages for a junk journal oh yeah this is a lot of fun Um, so how did you dry all those papers so basically I took a rag like maybe an old washcloth or a tea towel or something and I rolled it up so it was almost like a. I think this is what I did maybe I bunched it up like a ball or rolled it up like a rolling pin. I can't remember, but I would get some kind of color. You know, I probably sprayed the color. I don't even remember. I'm going to have to watch my own video. Did I spray the color like a spray ink on the rag and then daubed it onto paper? I what I remember about the process, this, this is how scary I, am must be getting old. Um, is that it was very quick and easy and you didn't have to have stencils, but you could get really cool designs on your paper to use on regular plain printer paper, copy paper, 20 pound weight, just typical eight and a half by 11 paper, really fast, very cool, very fun. Um, And there you go. So how did I dry all those beautiful papers? I have a funny feeling those were air dried. I've probably just scattered them around my kitchen and let them air dry. I have also, loosely piled them and they air dry. It just takes a long time. I have also put them in the oven just for a few minutes on a low heat and, uh, air dried them that air oven dried them that way. Watch. You gotta watch papers in the oven. They will ignite. If you're, if uh, the t- temperature's temperature is high enough or the paper goes down and touches one of the elements, the coils, the, 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 the thing, the hot thing at the bottom or the top. And, um, Yeah, just never leave your papers alone in the kitchen when you're drying them in the oven because bad things happen when you're when you actually when you're looking. I've I've actually sat there and watched the whole thing ignite because I had it too hot. and It touched the element thing and uh, it was a little raging paper fire, but it was contained because it was in the oven. And so... You you know, you could run and get an extinguisher, but it was in the oven. I figured it's going to burn out at some point. It's only paper. And also, um, I think I pulled it out and took the burning... This was probably not the wisest thing, but I pulled the burning papers out. They were not flame burning at this point. It was more like just like lightly singeing along the edges. So, and I walked it over and dropped it in the sink. Of course, you risk little flecks of burning paper coming off so you could perpetuate a terrible situation if it caught on a curtain or something. So don't do that. I would like, I would say, let it burn out in the oven. I would say don't get it to that stage at all. It's, it's not a huge problem if you're on top of things, if you're on the ball and you're watching it and you've got the low heat and you know how high you can go, you know, if you do a lot of it, it's going to happen to you at some point. So then you're going to know the tipping point. You don't want to cross, don't cross it. Just, you don't go there. No, You don't go to the bathroom. You don't turn your back and go to the fridge and get a snack. You don't run to get your phone in the other room. You don't go to see where sunshine is because you can't keep your eye on them right at that moment. You stay right there and you watch that oven. Right through the window you put a chair and you look (laughs) until it's done. Now these papers don't take long to dry in the oven so it's quite an aerobic process of putting the papers in, taking the papers out, closing the oven door, and watching the magic happen and um, it's quite rewarding and satisfying in the long run. I would say um, definitely um, Uh. try it, but don't set your house on fire. There we go. Um, Here's a question. Uh, This is Sandra Schwartz. She's asking on the junk journal tutorial, how to make a book from a box, do it yourself junk journal, part two video. Um, She asks, why not add the spine cover last and thereby cover the strings on the outside would make for a more finished product? You know, that idea eventually did come to me, but it took me about 10 years to figure that one out. So there's a very easy way to make a hidden spine. And then there's the complicated way to make a hidden spine. And um, the easy way is, let's say you're using an old book cover, you just punch right through the book cover and you sew your signatures in and the strings are gonna be showing on the outside of the spine. But then you come along with this masterful skill called cover it up, and then you just put a strip of material or lace or fabric or leather or whatever you have, feathers, I don't care. Um, and you cover the strings with something. You mask them and voila, you have a hidden spine. You can build an interior spine that is, is. Let's. Let, okay, the reason why you'd want to do the hidden spine technique where you construct a false, it's not a false spine, it's a real spine, but it's, it's a separate spine that you glue into, you, now just picture you have a separate spine, it looks like a ruler, okay, but shorter, not that tall. And uh, you sew your signatures to that piece of cardboard, say. And then um, you glue that into the spine of a regular book because why maybe you want to preserve the actual spine of that book and not disturb it with punch holes and strings like that and things like that um, that will preserve your spine because some spines are really decorative and really pretty and you may just want to do that you may find yourself going down that path um, okay see so let's see um, uh, somebody's asking about my fingernails. Marilyn Wolf-Borgensen. Hello there, Marilyn. Hi, Pam. You've mentioned dipping when it comes to your fingernails. So are your nails your own? Um, okay. They're, my my real nail is underneath the dip powder. And the, they get the, the dip. It's a powder. And they dip your finger in it. And they put some glue on your finger and then they dip it in it and then they repeat that process like a hundred times until it's the right thickness and the right depth of color. And then they file it and shape it and all that thing down. So there there are my own nails under there. And then she said I had acrylic nails applied several times and have paper thin nails that are like tissue paper. Now my thumbnails won't grow at all. They crack down to the quick, very painful. What is the actual process you have done to your nails? Well, yeah, I asked them not to um, dremel or sand my nail bed I they they go in with this buffer it's like a softer nail buffer so it it does probably take off a little bit of the nail but not as much as the the Dremel the little grinder or the um Uh, The sander and and this the downside to that is that it may not stick as much You know like the dip thing may not stick, but I've never had a problem with the dip thing coming off like that Um, Like the I think the the threat was worse than the actuality So I would say try that if you're interested. It seems to work. Well Um, Here we go. Okay got time for a couple more uh, Hi, Pam, was sun, was wondering if Sunshine has an actual birth date and do you celebrate his birthday? Love your videos. Uh, this is Marilyn Wolf-Borgensen. Again, yes, Sunday, Sunday. Sunshine's birthday is July 9th, and he was born during 2020, so he will be 20. He will not be 23. He will be 3 um, July 9th. I can't believe he's going to be 3. He's like, he's like an old sock. I'm just so used to him being here now, you know? Um... Um, he's just, he just really makes my day. You know, I can tell you, he's just so wonderful. It's, it's just beyond me, his wonderfulness. Um, uh, hi Pam. Can I, okay. This is Trekkie Shaz asks, hi Pam. What models of sewing machine do you use? I personally have the Brother Project Runway Limited Edition. I don't think it's that different from the regular brother Project Run Runway. And the only reason I picked that one was number one, it was in Walmart and it was a decent price. And number two, um, it had a bunch of fancy stitches that I never ended up using. So please take that into account. So if you're, I probably use, I use primarily the straight stitch and the zigzag. Occasionally I'll go for a fancy stitch if I'm feeling the vibe. That's the word vibe somehow came back in, in vogue lately. Um, It's very strange, but it's out there again, so I'm going to say it. Um, Makes me feel younger. Um, Anyway, (laughs) like I'm back in the 60s. We used to say that word, right? I know. Some of you remember. Um, But anyway, folks, there you go. Um, That'll put a lid on this podcast for uh, today. I hope you had a great time. I had a great time being with you. I love hearing from you and what you guys are thinking and wondering about. Helps me get to know you all better. So, Happy crafting. Remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.